So today's guest is Karsu Nalbantolu. And in our conversation today, we talk about the benefits of traveling, but also what it takes to actually take action. Because most of us want to travel, but there are a lot of reasons why we decide that we can't. And so Karsu actually took action by buying a one-way ticket to Nepal earlier this year, and she's been to several different countries since then. And we have a real discussion about not just the great parts of traveling, but also the practical aspect, what it takes to travel by yourself, what are some of the difficulties, uh, and also just kind of taking action, because that's the hardest part for so many of us that want to travel, is buying that ticket and making the decision. So without further ado, enjoy today's episode. Karsu. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for being on. It's what, 7.49, your time right now? Yes. So where in California are you? Um, I am in Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate you coming to the show. Um, I want to pick your brain about your exciting lifestyle. <laughs> so, so for context, uh, for those who are listening, and this is not live, but for people who are listening later... Um, I, I think I discovered you through Logan. Yeah. Cause you guys are friends and I, she was like, yeah, my friend Carsey is so creative and you should check her out. Saw your Instagram photography. I was like, wow, this girl's really good. And then I saw you started traveling. And so I had a podcast before, four years ago where I was interviewing people at creatives who were pursuing their ideal lifestyle. So I wanted to restart the podcast and here we are. And I thought you'd be the perfect guest. So let's talk. Let's just jump right into it. Okay. So, so you graduated from UNSW with a, a film studies and communication studies degree. Was that a dual major or like a double major? Yeah, um, I had a double major. Um, I first started in film and I loved it. I went to UNSW for the film school. Um, and then I was doing it, loved it. And then I took a couple of communication classes and I also thought it was really interesting so I just added that major too <laughs> nice. so, and, so when you went into film studies like what was your what was your goal like what when you graduated what did you do what did you envision for yourself I just hoped to get a job <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> honestly I mean like because when I first went into it obviously it's like a creative path choice and it's not like it's harder to get a job in those areas, um, especially somewhere like in the film industry where it's more competitive. So I was really just hopeful to get a job, but luckily I um, had done many internships when I was in school. So I had one that I did my senior year. And then once I graduated, that basically turned into a job. So um, I did that for two years. And then that's when I, after that is when I left to go travel. Gotcha. And we'll get to that part in a second because I'm really interested about how you were traveling. <laughs> but so so from 2016 to what, earlier this year, 2018, you were working? Yes. Okay. And so like what was the what, – like what exactly did you do for your job? Um, basically, I was a videographer, photographer, and editor at a marketing company in Wilmington. Okay. Um. So – a lot of our clients were mainly around the country, so I didn't really do much shooting or anything in Wilmington. I would go, uh, travel to go on set. Um, so for the two years, I traveled around the U.S., like going to different um, cities, doing shoots, 
uh, recording, and then I would go back to the office and edit everything, uh, mainly promotional videos for our different clients. So, so you're already traveling for your job. Yeah, I was. Um, gotcha. Which is like kind of where I yeah. Anyways, we'll get into that. But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I had been traveling and I learned a lot from that job. So it was a really great experience for me. So when you were working, uh, at what point were you like, you know what? I think like wh- when did you when did you start thinking about okay, I might have to leave this job in order to go out and just do my own thing, travel on my own, see the world. Jeez, that's a hard one. Um, (laughs) Well, I – let me think about that. So I had never really had like this – like it's not like I grew up with this huge desire to like go travel or go all these places or anything. But um, I originally had planned, you know, to do some time in – Wilmington stay at this job because it was a really good opportunity. I was learning a lot. I really liked the company. Um, so I decided to stay there and I was like, okay, well, once I've kind of been here for a while, I either want to go to New York or California just because there's, you know, more job opportunities there. Um, sure. cause I was in marketing and I really wanted to dive more into like film photography stuff. So that was my initial plan. And then it kind of got around to the time where I was wanting to, you know, leave Wilmington and go to a different place. And I honestly just couldn't decide where to go. I was like, I don't know if I want California. I don't know if I want New York. And I was being really indecisive and applying to different jobs, but it was just kind of like all up in the air. And then I I don't know. I had this like epiphany to just go to Asia um, because I had gone there actually um, back in 2015 to do a documentary in Malaysia um, when I was still in school. And I was there for a month, and that was just not long enough. I'd never been on that side of the world before. And originally, I wasn't planning on going over there. Like, I wanted um, to do the documentary in Guatemala. Okay. So I was like, didn't really know much about Asian culture, and I was just not that honestly that interested. And then after I went to Malaysia, I was like, wow, I love this. Like, I love this place, this vibe, this everything is just awesome. And I wish I could stay longer, but I couldn't. And I just, I remember being like, I have to come back here one day, um, like to this part of the world. And then, so yeah, basically when I was kind of in that debacle of California, New York, I was kind of just thinking. And I remember one day I asked myself if I could do anything right now, like anything, just right this second. It would have no consequences. Like I wouldn't have to think about payment. I wouldn't have to think of like what my friends thought. I wouldn't have to think about plans. I wouldn't have to think about my mom. Like what the heck would I do? Uh-huh. And the answer was I just really wanted to buy a one-way ticket somewhere, have no plan, just a new country I'd never been to because it just sounded so fun to me. And like, So that takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of courage. So I, I feel like a lot of people, especially post-grads, like fresh fresh out of college, they want to travel the world, right? But mm-hmm. I, I would say the, the far majority of people that have that aspiration, something stops them, whether it's financial or they're just really scared. So like what, what do you think was the reason or like how did you make yourself do it and actually follow through? Um, I first off really wanted to. Um, I had kind of – 
decided um, to like it was more of an idea in like 2000 what we're t- in 2017 it was kind of just an idea over the summer uh-huh. and then mainly towards the end of the year it kind of became a decision and then by December I had like made a plan basically um so I'd already been saving a lot of money um because I was thinking to you know either go to New York or California, and so I, right. I'm always I'm a huge saver. Like I'm always saving my money. So, um, so how, if you don't mind me asking, like yeah, approximately yeah. how much were you saving? Like how many months of living expenses were you saving up to make that move? So I had my like the amount I'd wanted to save was um, six thousand. Okay. Because I wanted enough to like go somewhere and so one week and, in New York. <laughs> Literally, basically. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd been saving, and then I just, I knew I really wanted to, and I don't know, I like, I, I guess maybe the way I was raised, like, I've always kind of been an independent person, um, and I've just learned that if you're afraid to do something, it's more of a reason to go do it. Right. Um, and, I mean, I was scared, like, to go to Asia by myself, but... I knew that was a reason I should go do it, and that was kind of a driving force, like the nervousness and right. all that. Um, and buying the one-way plane ticket was a way to kind of force yourself to follow through with it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I feel like in this day and age, it's so easy to just like buy the return. I mean, I went there and I was like, I might hate it, get super homesick, and want to come back in like a month, and that's fine. But I just right. really didn't want to have an end date because I was just kind of letting whatever happen happen. So did you go um, into, did you go into your, so when you bought the plane ticket and what was the first country that you bought the plane yeah, ticket for? Yeah. So I first went to Nepal. Okay. Um, and I, so back in high school, I, um, used, I was in this, I was the president of this club called room to read, which is an organization that raises money to build libraries in third world countries. And we actually raised enough to help build a library in Nepal. And okay, so I con- cool. I'd always wanted to, like, go to Nepal and just see. Um, I actually contacted the, the organization, but they said it was too late to schedule, like, a way to go see the school or anything, which was fine. But, um, yeah, so I just always wanted to go to Nepal. I went, and I, I just fell in love with it. It was so it was so amazing. I could just talk. We could have a separate podcast about <laughs> Nepal, honestly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so yeah. did you do the research as far as like where were you going to stay and like what were you going to do for a job, oh or did you God. literally yeah. go over there with no plan at all? So I I, I planned the first week. Okay. Like I knew um, I was there for about two weeks, and I knew like the first place I wanted to go to, like the first city, and then where I was staying. So I had like the first, actually not even the first, like not thing. I had like the first three days at a hostel booked, and. Wow. I kind of had an idea of where I was going to go, but nothing was set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got there, I kind of just felt it out and then decided which path to take. So. so so, the money that you had saved up for like either New York or California. Yeah. You So you took that money and, and yes. set it aside for basically traveling. So you had this backup. So like even though you didn't have an exact plan – for how you were going to find work and, and whatever, you knew that you had some sort of, um, you know, safety net in a way, right? Yes, definitely. Okay, gotcha. Because I think, I think a lot of, a lot of people, and we'll get to the next topic is social media. 
um, I think there's this recklessness that is almost like propagated everywhere mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, just, you know, quit your job and then go and do what you want to do. Like live your best life. And, and yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's annoying. It's frustrating because I think yeah. for people who don't know any better, they don't understand that the practicality is so important. Like, yes, you yes, should, yes. you should follow your dreams. You should pursue, especially if you're younger and you have that leeway and you don't have, you know, a family to support, for example. Um, but you, st- you still need to have that practicality so that you are not, you know, caught with your pants down in a different country with like, you're, you know, no <laughs> money. That's a scary thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you had that money, but did you, did you have to rely on that or did you basically just find opportunities as soon as you got to Nepal? So I wanted to have, um, enough money if I, even if I had, would have done no work. Like I wanted, uh, you know, something that would definitely support me for however long I wanted to go. I mean, technically I, yeah, I mean, it lasted like, like it was enough. Um, but I, you're, I think you're so right about what you were saying. Like there's the whole thing of, you know, go, go out, do what you want. Like it's easy, you know, blah, blah. But it's, I mean, it honestly, it, it is easy. And I think that people should, really go after what they want and not be scared. And that's the main hardship to get over is kind of that fear within yourself. Mm-hmm. And the next thing is just take determination and planning, honestly. Um, don't go into something blindly. I mean, be smart about it, you know, like save your money and then go do it. Cause unfortunately, like, you know, we, obviously we all need money to survive. Um, so, right. Uh, so, so you went, you've been to how many countries? I think you said nine. Yes. Okay. Or so, the, uh, after I, since I graduated nine. Since yeah. you, so, okay. Since you graduated. So and that time, so that's what, two years, about two years. Yeah. Um, and when did you, sorry. So when did you embark on this journey? Like when did you get to Nepal? Was that like earlier this year, 2018? Yes. So I left America April 3rd. Oh, wow. So it's, it hasn't even been, it's been what, six months. I think so. Seven. We're in the seventh month seventh, now. Seventh month. Okay, gotcha. So nine countries in seven months. Yes. And so that's quite a bit. I mean, you're basically spending a little bit about a oh, month. Oh, no, no. Of... I, had, I had gone to some – I had gone to one country um, before. Just okay. okay. But still, you've been to a few countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned what uh, we were talking before, Turkey, Greece, uh, Thailand, Cambodia, yeah, Bali, Vietnam, which is like Bali. the Instagram favorite yeah. <laughs> right. Viet- um, Vietnam, yeah. Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah. Okay. So walk me through, and you can pick any country that stands out to you. But um, what what is what was an average day or, or week like when you were you wake up and where you're? So where, where were you staying in? And let's say <laughs> Bali. Like where did you where did you stay there? Um, I stayed all in all hostels. Hostels. Um, okay. And then I had. I have two amazing best friends of mine from home who were actually living in Bangkok teaching English. Okay. Um, and so when I was in Bangkok, I stayed with them. They had no timeline for how long I could stay with them there. I love them so much. Um, so yeah, I stayed with them in Bangkok, which also helped me financially. Um, and it was just nice because it was a kind of a home away from home type of thing. Um, but mainly I was staying in hostels. Okay. And uh, so you wake up in a hostel, right? <laughs> you wake up in paradise. I'm imagining you're just like waking up out of your cot or bed, and then you look out into paradise. And then, oh my god, you're making me so nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
right? So you look out to paradise, but it's, yeah. like, let's let's take the real approach, right? Because that's the mm-hmm. Instagram kind of perspective. Like you wake up yeah. and you have this like beautiful view, which is probably true. But mm-hmm. uh, what what's next? Like, what is your average day like when you're when you're a traveler? Oh my goodness. Um, well, your average day is that you don't know what your day is going to be. Basically, okay. um, the average day is you just never know what's going to happen. There have been so many times when I woke up and I just did something I would have never imagined was going to happen. Like so many times like, okay, today I'm going to rest. Um, and you know, maybe just explore the city, do some reading, you know, have a nice relaxed day. And then I walked down for breakfast at the hostel because the hostels have amazing free breakfast sometimes. Nice. And so I walked down and, you know, pouring some tea, getting some pineapple pancakes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) sounds great. I sit down and, you know, someone's next to me says, hey, you know, where are you from? And I'm, you know, tell them we start getting a conversation and they go, oh, we're actually going on a motorbike um, trip like down to so-and-so waterfall, like on the other side of the island. Like, do you want to come? And I mean, you're not going to say no to that. Are these uh, these, uh, locals or other tourists? (laughs) No, they're all other tourists um, that are staying in the hostel, which, yeah, so... So you're never going to say no, and then you're all of a sudden your relaxing plans to explore the city and read just go down the toilet. Right, which <laughs> um, is a good thing, though. Yeah, it's a great thing. So it's it's very unexpected, um, which I think if you're in a backpacking mindset, it's kind of the best way to look at things um, because, like I was saying, I planned the first few days, but after that, I, I hadn't because I, I mean I would meet people and then they would give me advice on where to go and what to see. I mean, in the beginning of my travels, I remember I'd meet some people and they're like, yeah, I've been traveling for five months. I've been traveling for a year. I've been traveling for so and so amount of time. They just had so many stories and like so many, so much advice on places to go and recommendations and things to eat. Like it's honestly like contagious. And I remember at the end of my travels that it had just felt so great to be that person. And whenever I would meet people be like, yeah, I've been traveling for so-and-so and I had all these recommendations for them. It's like a, like something that you can pass on to other travelers. So that was really cool. I feel like I'm going really off topic of your question. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but that, that made me think about, so you're, so you have those adventures when they're kind of spontaneous or meeting other tourists mm-hmm. and they bring you somewhere. What about the days where you're like, I got to find some work. Yeah, so luckily I had um, a few friends from home who had contacted me to do, like, some editing stuff for them. Gotcha. And then I had – so the old company I used to work for, um, I also did a big project with them where they sent me products, and I kind of took pictures with them. I told them how the products were lasting and my traveling environment type of thing, Um and then they did this whole blog about it, and I made videos for them as well. So I already had that project that I knew I was working on. And then um, the smaller editing ones, like, there. I mean, there were days when I was like, okay, today I need to get this done. Sure. And, I mean, it's, it's hard because someone comes up to you with this amazing offer to go do this crazy thing that you would never do back home. And you're like, oh, but I'm traveling. Like, work can wait. And it can wait, but only to an extent. Um if sure. you keep putting it off, like who who's going to do it? No one. And I knew that I, I mean, I was supporting myself a hundred percent of the way my family never like even gave me a dollar. Um, so that was 
also a pushing factor for me that I knew I had to do it or else I couldn't continue traveling. And I knew I wanted to continue. And I think that when you want something so bad, like you become more practical. And so Right. You know that you you have to get it done. Um, so it's so was there a point where you the money that you had brought with you was kind of dwindling down pretty low, and you're like, okay, I have to focus and prioritize the work. Um, I mean, I I kind of budgeted pr- pretty well. Okay. Uh, so I had planned, you know, like the money I had without having to do work, and then the money I got from work, it it evened out, but definitely. Um, the money I got from working made me be able to travel longer, 100%. Gotcha. Because gotcha. um, if I hadn't done that work, I would have had to come back sooner. So, um, so, so what I'm hearing so far is basically, if if someone were interested in traveling, um, their best bet, especially if they wanted to do it for months at a time, is to really come prepared with you know that safety net and having not. Yeah, that was my case, but okay. I don't. Not always. Um, here's why: I met a lot of people who would work and travel at the same time and they would continue their travels because of the money that they would get while working where the jobs were local. Okay. Um, so talk to me more about that. Cause I'm really interested in the people who, and those kind of people too, that, you know, they, they travel and then they kind of like find jobs on the fly, which I think is yeah. really interesting and really challenging. I'm assuming. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I met a lot of people like that. Um, for everyone, anyone listening, like it's so possible to do that. Um, there's actually a website called WorkAway, okay. which is, um, it's just work and then away.com. Um, you put in the country that you're going to, and there's a bunch of different host families that have different jobs. You know, um, you can type in your area of interest. Like I went on there a couple of times. It is $30 um, to sign up, but I think that's good because it kind of will filter out the people who aren't serious sure. about it. Um, so yeah, you you can just type in, I mean, I typed in photography, social media, um, meet any type of media type of thing. And there'll be host families that need you to help with stuff or companies, local companies, cafes, restaurants, learning centers, um, or just people just starting small businesses that need help with social media. And they'll offer a room in their house or money or um, something like that, that you can stay in while you're working with them. And I met a ton of people who did it, who did it. And, just said they had amazed. They had nothing better, like nothing other than good things to say. That's about awesome. It. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and I, actually, I really wanted to do one, but I, I just didn't have time, and I didn't find um, like one that fit with where I was at the time. Um, but I would love to like go traveling again and be able to do it because everyone just said such amazing things. Um, they don't all pay, but they at least have like you can stay with them which will cut off on your living expenses. Oh, totally, totally. Like yeah. it's, so it's basically even possible to, you know, kind of break even and not have to spend any money if you're if you're essentially um, providing work for like room and board or stuff totally. like that. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And then so that's one option. And then I also met people who I think it's a lot easier if you have like one <clears throat> thing that you might be essentially good at. I met this guy who is a traveling graphic designer. Um, and so he used a website called people per hour. Yeah, that's what nice. it was. Okay. Cool. Um, have you heard of that? I don't think I have. It's like a, a freelance community website type of thing where you put in your skills and your, um, abilities and you can find people to just do freelance projects mainly based off your computer. So like probably design illustrator, um, okay. 
that kind of stuff. So he was really cool. I also met um, a traveling tattoo artist, which oh, was wow. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he is a one of a kind for sure. Um, but he travels the world. He brings his tattoo kit with him and just tattoos people at, at hostels. I don't know how hygienic it is, but oh he makes God. money. <laughs> and he's making it work. So, yeah. Um, interesting. They, so there's lots of options then. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> yeah. If a tattoo artist can do it, then surely graphic yeah, design. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Makes sense. Um, so talk to me about what, what do you think is the most challenging aspect of like traveling the world? Um, because I think that transparency needs to be more prominent, especially on yeah. you know, Instagram. And I think um, it's it's really glorified and traveling is great, but I think not enough people are talking about the, the struggles and the downsides of traveling. So what would you say in your in your experience the, these past six, seven months has been the, the most challenging thing for you? So I think this is a, I think a really important question. So I want to think about okay. how I answer it for sure. a second. Um, yeah, I definitely think that it's glorified and people go into it thinking it's just going to be one amazing thing. Um, but that's the beauty, I think, about traveling and going to different countries and being exposed to different cultures. It's not all going to be great. And I think that's kind of what makes you grow at the end because you have these experiences that, like, for example, I think that going on vacation, I, I learned this through the time, going on vacation and being a continuous traveler are totally different things. Um, Interesting. What's like the difference? You, like, you can go on vacation and, you know, go to a resort, you know, chill by the beach, have no worries, um, you know, that whole <laughs> thing, listen to whatever you want to do, you know, drink a pina colada. Sure. Um, but you kind of have, like, an end date to that, and it's just, it's very relaxing, but then when, you, when you're traveling and, like, going going around, you're getting exposed to just so much. And it's honestly very overwhelming at times. Like, for example, when I was in Vietnam, I mean, I, I really could go on about this question for a really long time. So I'm trying to condense it. Sure, um, sure. But when I was in Vietnam, I mean, so I would get like, stressed out crossing the street. Literally, it was I was not drinking a pina colada at the beach that day at all. Like it, the traffic like the people the sounds the motorbikes I mean it becomes very overwhelming and then there's wow. also the aspect of waking up and not knowing what you're going to do it's it's great but it's also can be stressful I mean there were so many times when I would wake up in a hostel and be like okay literally what country am I going to next like should I go to this country or should I go to this city should I stay here one more night I did meet these people that were going to so and so like should I meet up with them and Sometimes too many options sure. is difficult because you don't want to make, you know, the wrong choice. But there are times like that where you just get very overwhelmed. Obviously, the money aspect, you want to budget well. And, like, when you're traveling, it also doesn't matter if you're going to Cancun or if you're going to Cambodia. Something is going to go wrong. Absolutely. And so you can't go into it thinking it's all going to be daisies and roses or whatever that thing is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. But um, something is going to go wrong. But Honestly, every time that something went wrong, something amazing came out from after it. And so it's like a huge storm will come, and then there's always a beautiful rainbow at the end, you know, type of thing. Right, because um, you're always, you're always going to have some kind of experience, and you're growing. Like, there's a lesson yeah, out of it. definitely. And, I mean, I learned so much from all the, like, troubling things that happened to me. And it's just – it's 
I realize that everything is perspective right. and two people could have the same trip, you know, go to the same places, have the same amazing times, then have the same awful times. And they could come back with totally different outlooks on the situation because it's all perspective. You know, someone could say, Oh, I had the most amazing trip. And someone could say, wow, that sucked. Totally. You know, it's, it's all, it's all your perspective. And I definitely think that nowadays, especially with social media, only the amazing things are highlighted. Um, but there are a lot of, you know, troubling things that go on in times where you're stressed out and you're homesick. Um, I mean, especially with traveling alone. Like, right. I've, I've talked to so many um, solo travelers. I mean, I, you honestly meet a lot of people, and it's you're never really alone. But, like, you are alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? You're going you know to your I mean? hostel at the end of the night, and you're by yourself. Yeah, like, you're alone. And it's, it, like, you meet people, and you you plan things together, you plan like going places together. But at the end of the day, like it's your decisions and you're alone with the decisions that you have to make. And it's a growing process. And I mean, I can tell that I've grown definitely from the trip. And I, I think traveling alone is something that I would recommend to anyone, especially people that think they can't do it because I did not think I could do it at all. So Um, So that brings me to my next question. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry. I'm just... No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. This is this is good. That's a that's a perfect transition point. Okay. So, um, I want to talk to you. I want to ask you about, you know, this is. It sounds like it's been an amazing experience, and that mm-hmm. you know you've been to different countries, exposed to different cultures, and you have these, you know, kind of like life lessons that you've gained from it. But when when does it? Is there a stopping point? And when do you quote unquote you know come back to the real world, if ever? Like, what's your yeah. plan for? You know, going forward. So you're in L. Or so you're in uh, California now. Yeah. Um. What's What's your plan going forward? Are you going to continue traveling? Are you just going to say, okay, you know what? I had my fun. It's time to go back to the nine to five and be a uh, a real adult. Like, what's What's the What are your thoughts on that? Okay. So these are my thoughts. <laughs> um. It's interesting that you said the thing about the real world because I met this guy. Um. In a tuk tuk, and for people that don't know what a tuk tuk is, it's like this little taxi type of thing, but it's the back of some guy's truck and he's just put kind of like a roof over it and they have little seats in the back of the truck um, in Asia. And so I was leaving. I had done like a three-day meditation retreat at a monastery in, where was I, in Thailand. And he had stayed at the monastery. I had done silence, so I hadn't talked to anyone um, there. And then... I was kind of, I was, whenever I got in the tuk-tuk, I was, then I was able to talk to people because, you know, the retreat was over. Right. And I was talking to this guy who lived in San Francisco, and um, I can't remember what he did. It was some, you know, tech job <laughs> in San Francisco. <laughs> and we were just talking, you know, and he had just started his travels, and I was at the end of mine. Like, I was leaving Asia in, I think, two or three days at that point. And so it was a very interesting combination of, you know, the start of your trip, you have no idea what to expect, then me who had, you know, gone through all these crazy experiences. And I remember talking to him and he was like, yeah, it's so crazy, like, having to go back to the real world and, like, talking to my friends about this place and they're all just, like, in the real world. And it kind of gave me almost like an epiphany at that moment. I always remember this conversation I had with him because in my head I was like, but this is the real world. like." It's right. really your outlook on what the like 
quote unquote real world is and what you want your real world to be. Cause I mean, he was living in a, in the people that are living in this area, that's their real world. And I mean, I'm guessing he was obviously referring to like being on vacation and whatnot, but sure. you can make your real world, whatever you want it to be. And I think it's like I was saying, just how you look at it. But I also believe that everyone in life is a traveler, whether you decide to stay in one place your entire life or go travel around the world, like you're still a traveler and you're, you're, you're visiting and you're just looking around. I think that's a great way to look at things. Cause I was, you know, when I was in Asia, obviously I'm, I'm not from there. I'm not a local. So I, I was looking at Asia from a traveler's perspective and learning about the people, learning about the cultures, learning about the places. And it was such a more fulfilling way to live, I think. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you live somewhere, you kind of in the same place, you kind of get stagnant and you forget to learn about your surroundings and learn about the possibilities around you. And in that aspect, I don't ever want to stop being a traveler. I want to keep learning, keep seeing new cultures, keep meeting new people. Because in my opinion, I think that's what life is about. Um, Sure. And I mean, for the past six months, I I never knew what was going to happen next month. Um, and it worked out fine. Yeah. So is there, is there a part of you that, you know, desires, um, a more stable lifestyle or a little more predictable because, you know, like you were talking about earlier, it can be kind of, uh, exhausting or overwhelming to have so many options. And, you know, I think, I think part of the, Part of the reason why a lot of people opt to take the safe route um, and, you know, go for a nine to five or a full time job is also because of societal expectations. And you see like all of your friends that graduated with you, I'm willing to bet like 90 percent of them, you know, have found jobs Mm -hmm. somewhere. Right. And so I I think it's it's expected almost to, to look at your friends and your peers and say, oh, like, oh, they're all settling down or finding stable jobs. I wonder if I should like, what is there any part of you that's like, maybe I should be doing that same thing. Um, well, I think that there's nothing wrong with a nine to five at all. Um, if that's what makes you happy and stimulates you, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. I think. And I did a nine to five for two years after college. And I learned that, I mean, and I was also doing a, a creative area. Um, And I learned that it doesn't stimulate me. Um, And so to answer your question, like, do I think I'll ever, I mean, like right now I'm I'm working um, at a company doing editing and it's temporary, but I think I'm going to come back and work here for another few months. Um, Wait, so you're working uh, in California? Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I got a a job when I was in Turkey. And so I literally flew here the next day. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, it okay. was very abrupt. Or not the next day, but in like a couple of days. I was wondering um, because I saw that you were traveling, you know, in Asia. And then you said, hey, I'm back in, yeah. I'm back in California. Yeah, I was like, wait, I what? Got a, um, yeah, I got an, an editing opportunity at a cool company. And I... Um, how did you How did you find that? Through friends. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a... A different, a different story. <laughs> but, um, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of, I talk like, I kind of ramble, so I'm trying not to No, ramble. no, no, you're doing fine. But um, what was I saying about, yeah, so it wasn't stimulating me, and I, 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 I don't, like, the idea of just ha- having, like, predictability and certain 
scares me, honestly. Probably the same amount as unpredictability scares some people. Sure. Um, if I could see my entire life before my eyes, I that would freak me out. You know, right. like I don't want to know. And yeah. I think embracing the unknown is much more rewarding than you know being able to predict. And that's just that's just me. That's just how I am. I'm not. I don't think that's how everyone should be. Um, no, I, I really like I, your answer. I really like your answer because I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, when I first started, so I first started my blog, People Passionate, a few years ago, and I wrote about pursuing your passion and kind of like chasing after your dreams. And, you know, looking back on a lot of those posts, I didn't mean to come across this way, but I think I, I realized sort of how it, it, some of the posts were almost a slap in the face to people who were working full-time jobs. Yeah. And... I realize now that it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with working. And I, and I knew that back then too, but it's, it's really knowing yourself. And if, like you said, you, if you don't want that predictability and that scares you and you want, and you desire to have a life where you're exploring and learning new things and kind of embracing that unpredictability, then you should act on it. Yeah. And on the contrary, if people are like, you know what, I, I'm okay with going into work and having a set list of things to do that I'm good at, you know, it's or even if they're like, I'm not, it's not my passion, but it's paying the bills and I can do, I can travel or go on vacation, you know, a couple weeks out of the year. If they're happy with that, then that's perfect. And I think that yeah. where where the conflict lies is people who are absolutely miserable with their reality. Exactly. And, you know, they want to do something, but they're just something stopping them. And I know it's not, I'm not trying to make it sound like it's incredibly easy. And I, I, I never want to tell people like, just quit your full-time job. You know, your kids yeah. can find food, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah. but I do think that more than ever, you know, this, this great equalizer that we call the internet has, has given people more opportunities to find some side, you know, side cash doing something with yeah. their skill sets. So yeah, and so for you, you know, you have the photography, um, you have, you said the editing that you're doing now with the, with your your job. Yeah, I, I do editing, and that's, I mean, that is in front of my computer, and I do work during the day, but I, gotcha. you know, from like sort of a nine to five type deal, but I, I do greatly enjoy editing, and I um, love to do that for like, you know, a few months, and then get back out and do, you know, different things. Um Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. So it's, I think, yeah, capitalizing on your strengths and um, making that work for you. And I think yeah. it's great that you're actually living out your your passion because a lot of people, uh, it, it's challenging. It's it's not easy. Yeah. And the fact that you're doing it is is why I wanted you to, to be a guest on the show and talk about your experience. Yeah. I mean, I was talking um, to my friend actually the other day, and I was telling her that, it's if you find something, if you have found something that you're passionate about, it's important to not hide it because it's almost like a disrespect to the world because you need to show the world what you're passionate about. Because, I mean, I totally being agree. really being really passionate about something is is important. And I think that if you follow that passion, everything else will unravel on its own. Um because people like being around passionate people. People like to do work with and for people who love what they do. And Absolutely. that feeling is extremely contagious. And I think that if you are passionate about something, trust it, trust your gut and just go for it. Because 
things will unravel. Like it might seem like they won't, but they will. And they will, doors will open. You just really need to trust the, trust the universe and trust your gut and trust your passion and trust yourself. Honestly. Absolutely. And I I like what you're doing with your Instagram, which I I want you to tell everyone what it is later. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I like what you're doing with your Instagram because you're, you're showing people your adventures and kind of like the behind the scenes. And you're also posting your amazing photography and the portraits in Asia um, and that's so that's so cool because you know when you showcase what you're doing, like people notice, and I think more more so than just the the because I think people actually get bored with the pristine like perfect lifestyle. Yeah. So you know, like I think yeah. I, I think it's so important for creatives who are actually like living out their their passion to show everyone what it's like because people take notice, not just people who are wanting to travel, but let's say brands who are like, oh, this person is. You know, I like their authenticity. They're really transparent with their their fans. They get good engagement. Um, you know, like I found I found multiple opportunities over the past few years because, like I like you said, I put out my passion to the world. I, I made it known that I was yes. you know like that I like to write, I like to do photography. You know, I I like to help other creatives, and so I just kind of put myself out there unapologetically, and, and things happened. Like opportunities just came. Hundred percent, yeah. And you honestly will get, be surprised how much they just like it works out, you know. And that's amazing that you did that. And I think it's could definitely an inspiration for people to see that it's possible. Yeah, um, it, it's hard to explain how serendipity works because it, you just have to kind of do your thing and not pay attention, and then it just yeah it just happens. So, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. So for those listening, uh, what advice do you have for people? And I, I don't want to speci- I don't want to like narrow it down to an exact age range, but I would say, you know, twenty to thirties, because I think that's okay. a lot of people in their twenties and thirties are kind of at that point now where they might not be exactly where they want to be in their lives, and they have this desire to, you know, capitalize on their skill sets or travel the world. Like, what would you what what advice do you have for them? to not become complacent and to actually do something to, to make things happen. (laughs) I told you I put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I hope I don't get like, um, I don't know, sued for saying this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to steal a line from Nike. Um, I'm going to say my advice would be just do it. Okay. Let me me elaborate on that. Um, It all starts with you knowing what you want and then just going to go do it. And it's that easy. I think that people overcomplicate things and they, you know, have excuses and whatnot and reasons, but excuses are just thoughts that you have in your mind for to take step back from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has excuses. Everyone has hardships. Everyone has reasons why they shouldn't go do something. I mean, I I had probably five times more reasons why I shouldn't go do what I wanted to go do and travel instead of what I wanted to go to. And it, you kind of have to forget about those things because if you really want it, that want is not going to go away. Totally. And a lot of people try to suppress that want in their entire lives. And then it just blows up at the end. And if you want something, it you want it for a reason. Um, 
don't question the reason, you know, just figure out what it is, figure out how to attain it. And in this day and age, it's so easy to do that. You just Google it, honestly. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then make a plan to attain it and go get it. You know, it's not, it's not overcomplicated. It's, it's your life and yeah. no one's going to make decisions for you other than yourself. And I think I've learned that you are truly your biggest supporter. You need to believe in yourself and just go freaking do it. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, it's so true. I mean, you, you really have to, I especially love the part where you said, you know, there's always going to be reasons to not do things. Yeah. Like there's always going to be, that's always going to heavily outweigh uh, the reason that you want to do it or why you should do it. Because like our minds naturally go to like, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? But it's, but we're like, I think people are surprisingly resilient. And if something goes wrong, you're going to figure out a way to adapt. A hundred percent. And that's another thing I think being able, because things will go wrong and you're, plans will change. Um, but being able to adapt to that change, I think is an important skill and something really necessary in life. Um, cause the most constant in life is the not constant or, un, or whatever, like the most consistent thing in life is inconsistency, sure. I think. And being able to adapt to that is how you can kind of ride out the wave of life, I think. Um, definitely. And, Sometimes when there is a huge change, people get taken back and they get scared. But don't be scared. Um, and if, if you, <laughs> yeah, just do it. And if you are scared, then embrace your fear. Like, be like, okay, I'm terrified, but I'm just gonna jump in anyways. And nine times out of ten, you're gonna be fine. Like, totally. And the outcome is gonna be better than you ever imagined. And I think that being fearful for something and then achieving it is such a great reward and it's an amazing feeling and you're not going to know unless you go do it. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So last question, and this will be a much easier than the last one. Okay. Uh, where can people go to find out more about what you do? You can link them to your uh, website, Instagram. What's, what's your, uh, your handle? <laughs> so, um, my Instagram is at Carsu K A R S U underscore. And then um, my website is Carsu's Camera, spelled the same way, K-A-R-S-U-S, Carsu's Camera with a C. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, I will link that in the show notes so people can check you out. And yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. That was very fun. I hope, I hope people learn something and don't just think I'm a rambler. No, absolutely not. I'm, th this has been awesome. I think there's a lot of valuable gems here. So awesome. yeah, thank, thank you again you. for being on the show. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and for future episodes. If you have anything that you would like for me to address, please feel free to email me at kevin at peoplepassionate.com. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.